G'day, it's Kyle Cruz, and you listen to the KC at the Movies podcast for Friday, the 8th of September. I was going to do one on the Thursday, but I had to uh, fix a couple of problems that I had to uh, address. And uh, so I have to do it early Friday morning. What's going on here? Is everyone going? Um, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't sound so upbeat. Um, I've got two fucking people here have to go to work um, tomorrow and I don't want to be too uh, too loud because you know I, I have an ounce of respect uh, for them so <laughs> I don't want to um, alarm anyone but I, I'll, I'll see we'll see how we go we'll see what level we can reach and uh, work it all out um, <clears throat> right this episode holy shit Core was fucking wrapped around my leg. Alright, this episode is... Uh, we're going to look at Band-Aid. And I don't feel at home at, in this world anymore. A uh, very, very early one, however. But uh, I've only just watched it now. Um, yeah, so a reason it's this is kind of out at this time of uh, night... And this is, it should be uploaded by now, normally. Uh, with, the new, with the new platform. But uh, I had two uh, very weird fucking sounds going on my laptop... And, um, I don't know what the fuck was going on. It was, uh, the web pages weren't going, weren't working, uh, the volume wasn't working, the web pages. So, uh, I had to, um, go, what did, what did I fucking do? I had to go to, I tried all these different options, like fucking control panel on the computer and everything, and then I had to, contr- um, then I went into, uh, I went into the fucking, um, Google, uh, Google Chrome, found out, I do, I deducted, that, uh, yeah, using Sherlock Holmes powers, deducted that it was coming from Google Chrome because I tested out different browsers. And, uh, deducted that was happening from Google Chrome. So then I had to fucking work out how to, to get the sound back on that particular browser. And then I got that, um, got that working again. So it's all working again. I don't know why the fuck it took, like, Jesus Christ, it took, like, fucking... hour and a half, but it fucking did, I don't know how, I was doing something else as well, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, sometimes I don't even know the fuck, I just, I just sit there and think, you know, your thoughts just fucking keep you at bay, they don't, you know, you can't really do anything, because you got to stay focused on these thoughts, yeah, fucking shit, eh, uh, so yeah, I got that fixed, and now I'm doing this, doing this, uh, right now, get this out of the way, um, fuck me, I got. I got to talk about this. Uh, I had dinner tonight. Well, I should say last night, but I had dinner. Now I wanted to. I wanted to uh, cook some uh, devil. Uh, what was it? Fuck. Curried sausages. And uh, I put the sausages like they were. They were uh, frozen, so I had to defrost. Defrost the uh, sausages and then chuck them in the fucking. Chuck them on the pan, and then uh, it was something was going on. It was. It was using one pan. It was like taking like so fucking long. And then I switched to another pan, and like I washed that other one, and then switched to another pan. And then it was still fucking taking forever. And what the fuck I was doing? 8.30 started this shit, and it was going, it was still going by like fucking 9.30. I stood, I spent an hour. I will say I had music on. But I spent an hour just fucking waiting by the, uh, the, the saucepan, and not even, not even doing anything. Like, not even... 
just looking at it, just <laughs> seeing if the sausage turned brown. Hang on, we got some we got some uh, party goers outside. What are they doing? Singing Offspring. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I was talking to um, I was like I was just sitting at the uh, the pan and I was uh, <laughs> nothing was happening. I was just grooving along to the music I was playing on my speaker, but um, nothing was happening. So I started chopping up the onions and shit. By the way, I haven't done that in a while and forgot about the crying thing. And, uh, that was fucking weird. Never experienced... Haven't experienced that. I think the last time I experienced that was, like, last year because I haven't really cooked with onions. Yeah, I believe that. I haven't really cooked with onions in, like, a... Like, a, uh, year, uh, half a year or so. About eight months. I don't know why. <laughs> Just stayed away from the onions for that long. But, uh, that's what's happened. And, uh, I was... Went back to them tonight. And, um... Yeah, crying, crying from them... Fixed all that shit up. So, yeah. So, I cut them. Go back to the sausages. They're not fucking done yet. They're not done. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? The first pan, first pan didn't cook them. Second pan is trying to get and trying to get there. And you can feel the steam. Like, by the way, these, these, this, these kind of stove pads are pretty fucking weak anyway. Look, this oven's pretty fucking old. So, um, I kind of get why it wasn't happening, but also at the same time, like, is it the sausages, is it the pan, I was very fucking confused, and by the time that was happening, it was like quarter to ten, I was like, fucking hell, I better have this fucking, I haven't had food all day, and I wouldn't have to, because, uh, didn't have, yeah, didn't have any lunch, I don't know why, didn't have food all day, ten o'clock is the first time I'm having something, right, and, um, it just, it just wasn't happening, it just wasn't, I don't know what the fuck was going on, and then I get out the grill, because I'm going to try the grill now, just fucking chuck the sausage on the grill, but then, as I get the grill out, plug it in, the sausages start going brown, and then, I'm just thinking, well, fuck the grill then, put the grill back in the box, put it back in the cupboard, and now they're going brown, so now I've got to patiently wait for these fucking sausages, they finally turn brown, I chuck the sauce in, put the milk in, everything, fucking simmer it and shit, this is ten past ten, I was done, absolute fucking fuck around of a fucking meal, dinner, slash night, um, as well as doing other things, most of that, most of my night has been taken up by doing, by trying to cook fucking curried sausages on a shitty stove, um, well, I don't know what was, I don't know what was happening there, because the stove cooks the, the spaghetti bolognese that I cook, it's, it cooks it really well, and it cooks it pretty fast, it takes about 15, 20 um, and I know that normal stoves probably fucking make it go long faster, but this is, as I said, we're talking about an aging stove here. So, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just wasn't, uh, I can't work it out. I don't know what to do. If you know, if you know a stove guy, get to me and just say, like, this is how you cook sausages, you gotta defrost. Anyway, so I made the other ones, because I've got to, I've got to, I'm making another fucking sausage thing tomorrow. It's a bloody sausage party up in here. And, um, yeah, making another thing tomorrow. And then, um, um, got to use more onion, which I've got. And, um, also what I did was, what I fucked up with the recipe was totally underestimated, like, the amount of milk I was using. Because I, I, I saw, like, the three-quarter cup, and then, like, I saw serve four. Uh, but I still thought three-quarter cup. I was just like, oh, fuck it. 
so I put it in there, I was like, ah, oh, well then I remembered, oh, it serves four. That was the three-quarter cup, so it, it, I could have put, like, less milk in. And, um, that's what I, that's what I should have done anyway, because I, there was tons of sauce left, and I had to fucking wash the whole thing out. But we managed to get going, we cooked some veggies, uh, we as an I, <laughs> me, myself and I, um, cooked some veggies, chucked that together, great dinner, and that kind of, like, kind of made up for the night, kind of. That was a complete, so, f such a massive fucking fuck around that it was, it nearly impacted, uh, the whole evening, but the food itself made it better. Because, you know, food always makes people feel better. It just makes people, you know, food always makes things better. We had a banquet, make sure there's food there. Obviously, it's a fucking food. There's gonna be a banquet. What am I saying? Obviously, there's gonna be food at the banquet. What the fuck am I talking about? At a party. I've been to a party, right? I've been to a party and there hasn't been any finger food or anything. Number one rule of a party have some fucking finger food, cunt, alright? Have some fucking finger food. Like, fucking. Curtis is like every, everyone that's coming to your party. Everyone's that's come to your party. Like, yeah, of course they're here to see you, but and then and dance a lot. But like, people want food because fucking food makes the party go around. If you know what I'm talking about. So I just you got you got to put you got some food out. Like cakes, fine too, but put some food out. Gems, chippies, whatever. Heated food, lollies in the corner. But there's some heated food too because heated food is the fucking way to go. Is it little quiches? Fuck, I haven't had quiche in ages. I just realised I haven't had fucking quiche in ages. Jesus, I need quiche. When I go home next weekend, I'm gonna go. I'm getting some quiche. I'm making some quiche. Not many quiches. I wanna make a full-on quiche because your boy hasn't had a fucking quiche in a while. Fucking hell. So that was my night. Bit of a fuck around. And um, something I wish I could fucking take back. But uh, the food was delicious. So that kind, as it, as I said again, it kind of makes up for it. Big fucking thing. Um, fuck, what did I do? What did I, what did I do yesterday? Um, sorry if that sounded like a rabbit in the, uh, microphone. Uh, what the fuck? Oh yeah, I went, I just went, I just went to school, learned about, uh, learned about production design, because that was gonna, it's gonna be a huge thing in the, uh, project. But I'll talk about that a bit later when I start talking about, as I, you know, as I end the podcast on my projects and stuff. But let's, you know, let's get to the meat of it. Let's get to the meat of it. We're here to talk about movies in this one. So, um, first of all, I want to talk about a little film that uh, premiered at Sundance this year. Um, written and directed by Zoe Lister-Jones. Um, I don't know the things you know her from because I haven't looked them up. Uh, but you've also got Adam Pally in it as well, as well as Fred Armisen as well. as a funny bloke. And, uh, Adam Pally's getting there to me. He's, he's, um, he's a funny bloke too. I, I, I've watched him in a few of things, and I'm like, he's, he's gonna be, he's gonna be big. He's gonna be pretty big, and he can, he can, he, and he can do drama too, which is good. He normally plays a lot of comedic roles, but Pally, uh, Pally, Pally, what the fuck you say his name? He is, um, He's, he's, he's getting there for me as a dramatic actor as well because he can really do it and one one thing I want to uh, talk about is comedic actors doing dramatic roles and that's uh, I really like that because then that shows they have I don't know to me that shows they have a lot of range 
and uh, you know they they won't get too emotional, but they're at least good enough to do a pull off a good dramatic part, and that's what I like admire about um, the comedians that will try that. Um, Kamal Nanjiani being a shining example in the Big Sick this year, and um, Seth Rogen to me was good in uh, Steve Jobs. He was good in Fifty Fifty, but even better in Steve Jobs. Um, but yeah, this year definitely a shining fucking revelation was Kamal Nanjiani in the Big Sick alongside uh, Zoe Kazan. Fantastic, and the Holy Hunter and Ray Romano. Fantastic stuff. Fucking great performance. So Adam Pali in Band Aid is he good? Yes, he's good. He's he he's good enough to be for the character. And um, Fred Armisen's just a fucking riot. So what's the plot of the movie? God damn, let's get to it. So pretty much, this is a, this, and this is the reason I kind of wanted to catch this film as well because it was a um, it's a very it's a very interesting plot, a pretty original. Um, a couple fights all the time, like has you have your like your normal couple fights and everything. So they fight all the time, and they turn their um, fights. Uh, they decide to turn their fights into songs and start a band. So that's what I, uh, that's the premise, that's the premise, and that's what, that's what got me, and I was like, that's interesting, so I gave it a watch, and, uh, I liked it, I really liked it, it was a, it was a really enjoyable film, it was a, f- it was fucking hilarious, um, really great comedic moments in it, as well as your nice touchy moments, uh, the songs were pretty cool too, uh, the lyrics were not, like, crazy good, but, like, they were good enough to be the songs that they were, if, they, if you know what I mean. If you know what I'm trying to fucking get there, get at uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying that. Uh, but yeah, the the songs were. Um, I like the songs, and I like the chemistry between Zoe Lister Jones and Adam Pally. Beautiful stuff. And as I said, Fred Armisen is a great part of this movie. He's a <laughs> he's a very quiet. Uh, uh, keeps to himself kind of guy, but then you learn more stuff about him, and then. Um, and he becomes a much more interesting character, which is pretty cool. He's not just the neighbor next door in this movie. He has a lot more to him. And that's what I liked. And that's what I liked uh, about his character that was like that was written for his character. And this was written by Zoe Lister-Jones as well. Uh, yeah, so and it's it was just a good take on relationships and... Sorry, diff- different take as well on relationships and like the big relationship. Because I think they're husband and wife in this film. And... Uh, Going the long stretch, and uh, you know, you know, you know, really um, hanging, hanging on there for each other and everything. And um, I don't know, I can't really say that much because I'm not in a relationship, <laughs> so I can't really put in my input of what I would think about this movie about a couple that you know makes songs. But like, I've only been in one relationship and it wasn't that great, so. I can't really say much about it, but um, from a film perspective, uh, as, as, as I said, as I said, um, those things I mentioned were yeah were good. Um, like as I said, it was hilarious. Good, some good side characters as well that would pop in time and time, like the songs, like the music. Good original songs written by Zoe, and uh, especially in the end, like the end song. And, um, the only thing I would, would probably, like, nitpick about it would probably be the, uh, ending was obviously quite predictable because you kind of knew what was going to happen. Like, you knew what was going to, you know, but that, I guess, I guess that that's kind of running out for, like, your romantics and your, um, yeah, your 
rom dramas? What would you call romantic dramas? Redrum? You call like I say rom coms, would you say Redrum? Red drama. Red dramas. Fuck it. Red dramas. Um what do you what do you, what do you say? Um pat patent it, there we go. Patent it. Red dramas. So yeah, a good film. Check it out if you want to um, watch something different this year. Watch something um, hot, uh, cheery as well. Good um, makes you feel happy at the end, uh, even though it's uh, quite a ride the film. But it's not like I'm not talking like Manchester by the Sea fucking ride. <laughs> it's a just a nice little journey they go on. It's a nice little film just to check out. It only goes for an hour and a half as well. It's a nice little film to pass the time. And it is, it is, it, look, it'll be probably one of my honourable mentions this year, because I actually really enjoyed it. Um, definitely watch it again. Band-Aid, check it out if you have not checked it out. Another film I watched after Band-Aid was, um, I decided to check it out on Netflix, because I knew it would, it, this also came out at Sundance this year as well, and it was, um, was one of the hits. Uh, but I never, I saw it on Netflix, and I just never got around to it. I don't know why, but I just never got around to it, but... Uh, the other night, I finally got around to it, and I gave it a watch, and that was I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, written and directed by Macon Blair, who is, uh, you might know him from uh, Jeremy Solner's films, Blue Ruin and Green Room, and um, for a true debut, this is a uh, witty, uh, witty, funny, uh, Interesting. Just uh, I like I like the characters in this movie. There's lots of oddball characters that happen. They are throughout this film. They're sprinkled throughout, and that they meet. Um, they being um, uh, the characters of I think. Wow, what's her name? Oh shit, boy! Forgot forgot the main character's name. That's not good. I think it's Claire. Is it clear? No, that's fucking Berlin Syndrome. I think it's Ruth. Oh, it's Ruth. It's Ruth. Uh, so, Ruth, played by Mel Melanie Linsky, and you might know her from uh, Two and a Half Men. She's playing Rose in Two and a Half Men, and she goes for a bit of a more dramatic role this time around, saying fuck a lot. And then you've got uh, Elijah Wood playing the uh, eccentric, uh, kind of sheltered... Um, sheltered but like eccentric and he wants to like uh, uh, pragmatic Tony uh, who has a nice looking golden retriever uh, what the fuck was that dog's name it was a funny name for a dog Kevin and uh, it, was, it was just yeah so what happens is uh, Melanie Linsky's character uh, Ruth has a, it's just a shitty day has a shitty day a lot of things happen to her and she's just sick of people being assholes. And um, what happens is her, her house gets robbed, and then she decides to fucking take a fucking stand and get back the shit that was stolen from her. Which, again, is an interesting premise. So, along the way, she meets Tony, Elijah Wood's character, and Tony wants to fucking do shit as well, so Tony goes along with her, and the first thing they have to get is her laptop, and then they also have to get her grandmother's jewellery and the medicine that was stolen. And I'm not going to say, like, what happens, but they meet a lot of interesting characters along the way. A lot of interesting things happen. 
and uh, it's very funny. Uh, it's very. It's also sometimes it's very. Um, oh, I can't. I can't find the right words for it, but it's it's a very it's a very it's a very funny movie. But it's also again it's very it's it's uh, Melon Linsky puts on her dramatic hat at times, and so does Elijah. And uh, there's a lot of ass kicking going on, and uh, as I think as uh, Tony's character would say, a lot of ass kicking. Ask it and goes on. There's a lot of misunderstandings and there's a lot of uh, crazy confrontations that happen in this film. It's just a wacky, uh, wacky, witty. I don't. I'm trying to like explain it by not like sounding like one of the fucking magazines that put their fucking quotes on like the cover of it. Like, oh, you'll stand up and cheer because like, no. <laughs> um. Oh, what ca- oh, fucking hell. What can I, uh... I was trying to find the right words for it. I should, uh, I should fucking know it. And should have prepared, but as as I, as you know, I go into this podcast every time pretty fucking blind, and I just let's talk about shit. Um, but as, and all I've got is, like, bullet points on my phone. But, uh, it's, a. Uh, it's like there's like elements of green room in there as well, like the the realistic violence and all that stuff. Um, but it's also it's not crazy realistic. It's kind of um, slapsticky at times, and the characters are just like these goofy, um, yeah, these goofy, just. Uh, Uh, fuck. <laughs> Are they all eccentric? I don't know. I guess I can call them all eccentric. I'm just running out of words, and I don't know many words. I'm not fucking versed in, like, the fucking... My vocabulary doesn't go as fast as the fucking Great Wall of China, okay? So it's like, I don't, like, know all the, you know... I wasn't exactly, um... Uh, you're the best person in English, especially in fucking high school. But um, you know, words, words, words. This movie's great. <laughs> it's uh, it's not great. It's it, it's good. It has it has its uh, has its downs. Like I think it could be paced just a bit faster, even though it only goes for an hour and a half. Um, there are some bits that kind of dragged a bit that I kind of wanted to like. Let's pick it up a bit. And um, one of the, one of the char- one of the little eccentric characters was just not interesting to me and I wish it was like written a bit better and that's that's what I've got to say um, I actually really liked the film it was really enjoyable and, and again might be one of my own mentions who knows and you should check it out it's, it's on Netflix right the fuck now I don't feel at home in this world anymore now believe me that's a fucking long title to type especially on your fucking mobile phone so those are the new films I watched I also got around to watching some films that I haven't actually seen before and I'm um, happy to give my thoughts on those as well. Um, so the first one was recommended by my friend in Newcastle. I've never... He said, you have to watch. It's kind of a funny story. So I uh, I saw that. Um, gave, gave that a watch. And um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I um, It's an interesting story. Everything's so interesting, isn't it? I can't find... As I said, you can't find many words to describe many things. It's just... 
it was a nice it was a nice take on mental illness because it wasn't just depressing it was it was looking at the fun sides of it too I'm not that there's any fun sides but like the it was uh self-deprecating of the mental illness at times as well but also at the same time being very informative and um real about it Zach Galifianakis in my opinion gives the best performance of his career in this film um, he's very, uh, he's very internal, he doesn't, he's not very, he's not like your eccentric characters like he is on, uh, The Hangover, and, uh, let's see how many times I can say eccentric on this podcast, um, kooky, wild characters like, like Alan on The Hangover, um, what else, uh, you know, his, his character in Due Date's a bit, um, crazy as well, what else has he been in? What else has good old Zacky been in? Um, there's other movies that I don't really like. They're just completely forgettable that he's been in. Um, like, he was good in Birdman, um, but it wasn't... I wouldn't really call that a main role. I wouldn't really call that a main role. Um, he was, like, kind of one of the side carries. Wasn't he, like, the stage manager or something? I'm not too sure. Was he one of the stage managers? Um, so, yeah, like, he's been in, like, he's a comedic movies like The Campaign, Hangover... Um, yeah, and Due Date and Dinner for Schmuck. So there's heaps of those ones. But this movie, for me, this I think this is his best performance of his career. And I, uh, I don't know if he's going to top it. Um, he seems to be in a new a new drama, Tulip Fever, which also has um, Alicia Vikander and uh, I think it's got um, is it's got Elle Fanning? Is it her? Or is it, um, Cara Delevingne, not Elfany. What the fuck am I mixing those up for? Um, yeah, and I, and and again, I haven't seen his uh, show Baskets, and I haven't actually watched uh, Bored to Death, but of his film career, I think this is his best one. His character as Bobby was very. I just wanted to know more about him. He was just. He was just. Um, even though the film kind of centers on uh, Keo Gilchrist's character, um, what's his name? Sorry about the clapping of the fingers there. Um, ah, oh, fucking what's his name? See, he's a forgettable character because he's boring as fuck, that's why. Um, it's, hang on, let's just look it up for a bit, eh? I've got the computer right in front of me. Craig, that's it. Um, his character of Craig was like, sure, he was like the, the, um, driving force of like everyone, everyone follows, like the audience's eyes, but it's more of the focus of like everybody else in the facility, like Mutata and, uh, Solomon and, uh, the guy, the schizophrenic guy, I never really know his name, but he says heaps of shit, but I wanted to know about, I wanted to like know more about these people more than Craig and his, and his, and his little, his problem that he had. Um... Anyway, so I'll get to the plot. So pretty much, Kikuru Chris's character Craig uh, has a dream about himself killing him, um, him, him killing himself, and uh, he checks himself into a mental facility. And because the teen ward is being renovated, he needs to he moves and he has to go into the adult ward where he meets all these characters like Bobby and Emma Roberts's character. Um, Emma Roberts's character, what's, what's her name again? It was where the fuck is she? Why is people so fucking down on this list? I've got to do the full cast to fucking find her. It's some name like... Um... What kind of finder? Am I just blind? I think I'm blind. 
I think I'm blind. Noel, that's it. Weird name. I couldn't really remember it because it, yeah, it was a weird name. I couldn't remember. Um, but her character was good. Uh, their little their little connection was great. Uh, so yeah, she meets all he meets all those people, and uh, pretty much it's just about his. He's only there for like five days, and then he wants to. So he wants to leave, and then he gets told to stay, and he has to stay there for at least yeah five days, and um, he spends all his time getting to know these people, and it's just a, it's just a. It was a nice, it was a nice, nice movie. It was a nice movie, heartwarming. Um, I definitely watch it again. Uh, as I said, my favorite character of the whole film was Zach Galifianakis' character Bobby. Wanted to know more about him. Um, I liked everything about the movie, especially the under pressure sequence, um, where he gets in front of the microphone and then they have like that dream sequence of under pressure. That was fucking rock and roll. Replayed that shit. And, uh, Zoe Kravitz is hot as fuck. We'll just leave it there. Uh, the only downs I'd probably, I'd give, uh, this movie would probably be, uh, Keir Gilchrist, he's acting in this movie, I don't know if it's, if this is, this is the direction, or the way he's acting, because it's just so bland and wooden, like his facial expressions are just tell you nothing. I don't know if it's his face. I don't. I don't know, but I just didn't like it. wasn't a fan of it. And the just there's just something that happens towards the end of the film, which kind of didn't have enough motivation for that one character to do how to do how to um, react like they um, reacted to the situation. Because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. So if you want if you want to watch a movie about mental illness that is also funny, very funny. Um, check out, it's kind of a funny story, it's a nice little, uh, it's a nice little film, I'll just leave it at that, it's a nice little film, it's by the same, um, uh, who's it, who's it, it's, uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, and I think they did Half Nelson, if I'm not pretty, it's, they, they wrote or directed Half Nelson, it was one of those people, I think Ryan Fleck directed, uh, wrote and directed Half Nelson. Okay, so he directed Half Nelson and Anna Burden wrote it. So it seems like this is the kind of thing... They both wrote this movie and then they directed this movie, but... Anna Burden wrote Half Nelson, which is a great Ryan Gosling film if you want to check that out. It's like one of his early ones. Um... It was after the Notebook, but it's still one of his like early ones before he before he just made that fucking breakthrough and drive. Um, but yeah, it's good, good film, nice film. Just made you, and it makes you think. It really makes you think about mental illness and what people are going through, and it makes you see the. F uh, uh, it makes you see an upside to it as well, or makes you think about it at least. That's what it, well, my friend told me as well. But I had this kind of like the same reaction to it. Um, so yeah, good. Check that out if you want to. Um, I don't think it's on Netflix. I um, I think you'll have to go and get it. But he had um, just lent it to me. Another film I wanted to check out. That was just, I was just scrolling through Netflix and I was like, I just want to watch like watch what's a movie I want to watch like a, like a, what's a what's a what's a not just um, I don't know dark comedy. I was just feeling like a dark comedy because dark comedy is one of my favorite genres. Uh, sub genres, sorry. 
Um, fuck it, let's make it a bit, let's make it a genre, because it just should be. The dark comedies are fucking awesome. I'm thinking In Bruges, I'm thinking Seven Psychopaths. Anything Mike McDonough does. <laughs> or, um, Short of the Dead, well, it's a horror, but like, you can call it a dark comedy for you. Kind of a funny story is kind of a dark comedy too, because... It's dark themes, and they're making jokes about it. I guess you can call it that. It looks like, yeah, so it, it was kind of like I was in a dark comedy mood that night, because after that, I checked out uh, the Coen Brothers' film, Burn After Reading. And, um, I'd never seen it before, and I was just, I was just like... It was always, it was almost always the poster of, um... Well, sorry, not the poster. The banner on Netflix had, like, Brad, Brad Pitt's character, and he looked a bit kooky, and I was like... Alright, alright, I'll give this I'll give this a go. And I watched it. And um as I said, it's written and directed by the Coen Brothers. So pretty much it's about a uh bunch of I think it's a pair of gym employees that get a hold of a CIA list. CIA sorry, CIA documents, uh, very, very fucking private documents, and they attempt to sell it um to get uh one of their uh the the, the girl employee, um um, what was her name again? She had a really weird name. It was like SS. SS. Thank God the internet's running well tonight. I can just look it, look it up. I can look it straight up. Uh, Linda Litsky. Yeah, Linda Litsky. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking S. Linda Litsky was, uh, Frances McDormand's character. And, um... It's funny because I mentioned Mark McDonough. She's going to be in uh, Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And uh, that's a film I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> that looks really funny. Um, can't wait to see that. But she was like a really... She looked really she looks really different in this film compared to that. Because I, like, I was looking at her. I was like, where have I seen her before? And I was like, oh, that's that fucking trailer I watched. And... Um, yeah, this movie's it's not this movie's like great, but it's it's just a nice as I said, it's a nice thing to pass the time. You can watch it if you like love the Khan Brothers' work. It's an it's a um it's a funny story, it's actually a funny story. And uh I liked Brad Pitt's character, I liked George Clooney's character of Harry. He was uh very I don't know, he was very weird. He was very he was acting to a lot of things like um, a lot of subtle things, and he would say these weird things. He just had a lot of mannerisms that were pretty funny, and I really enjoyed. Uh, John Malkovich was incredible. I uh, love John Malkovich's movie. He was very funny. There's a lot of utter utterances. I don't know if I'm saying that fucking word right, but of the word fucker in this movie, there's heaps of fuckers, heaps of fuckers. It's 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 like they say fucker more than fuck in this film. Um. <laughs> I don't know if it was a funny thing to me. So Brad Pitt and Francis are, are playing the uh, human employees. And so pretty much John Malkovich, I don't know how, it ends up on the like the uh, uh, floor at this hardware store and then they pick it up and then they um, try to give it back to him. And then for Francis wants to sell it because she wants to get plastic surgery. Sorry, Linda, sorry, not Francis. Francis is the actor. Linda wants to sell it because she wants to get plastic surgery because she wants to uh, get into the dating scene and it's not going well for her until she meets all um George Clooney's character because there's a lot of there's like a little bit little bit of triangle going on but I'm not gonna get into it. 
it's a crazy story. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, and, 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 but in a good way. It's like, just, it's frenetic. It's just, people running left and right. People, like, there's, uh, funny, there's well-written, funny dialogue, I'll say. Um, Kyle Roberts always nail it with dialogue, though, so. Um, you gotta give him that. And, um, like the, uh, the, the thing that George Clooney builds, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it, but the thing that he builds was very <laughs> surprising and uh, a good, I don't know, kind of a good reveal. And every time they cut back to the CIA in this film, it's just fucking hilarious because and then you find out that uh, J.K. Simmons in this movie, that's a bit of a, bit of a spoiler, but I'll, he's in it. He's, isn't he on the, he's on the cover, isn't he? I don't know, you might have seen him, you might have seen him in the cast list, but like... J.K. Simmons is in it as well, and it was just funny, his, every time they cut back to them, they're like, kind of like, trying to like, solve this problem, and it was just, it was just fucking, it was so funny, and, um, the only, the only thing I didn't really, didn't really like about it was, um, it was just, it just ends, like, everything just gets resolved, and it just ends, it's like, kind of like, it's like, kind of like, lukewarm, it just ends, and, um, I was like, I was just like, oh, alright, it's, oh, oh, it's over, oh, okay, shit, because <laughs> the credits just like, just, they zoom out, and then the credits just uh, appear, and then you're like, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's finished, and, um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because, like, you just, like, you had uh, such an enjoyable time, and then you're like, you kind of want more to happen, but also at the same time, it's just like, I guess you couldn't have done really much, they were trying to wrap that story up, and, and it felt like they were trying to, like, rush the ending, it felt like. And, um, that's what, that's what, that's what I have felt anyway. Um, but again, it's a great, um, great addition to the Coen Brothers collection. Pretty much all their films are pretty good. Um, I haven't seen all of them though. I can't, I can't say anything because I haven't seen all of the Coen Brothers. Excuse me. All of the Coen Brothers films. Like, I haven't seen, like, his earlier ones, like, uh, Blood Simple and The Man Who Wasn't There. Um, I haven't even seen Raising Arizona. I know, I'm sorry. Or Miller's Crossing. But I've seen, like, all their, like, the the well-known ones that they've done. Like, they've done, like, a lot of... They've done, like, um, they, they're, they're ones that they're, like, really well-known for, and then they've got their ones that they're, like... They're, they're just done, and no one's checked them out. Um, I do need to watch Barton Think, though. That's what I need to watch. Barton Think. Barton Think. I need to, ch- I need to check that film out. And I really want to look at A Serious Man as well. Um, just, yeah. Cause I heard... Uh, that guy in Serious Man looks like Joaquin Phoenix, but... His name is Michael Stilbarg. I've never really fucking heard of him before. Anyway, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> Burn Off the Reading is a good film. Just watch it. It's a funny film. It's some great dialogue moments. Um, great, sorry, great great dialogue sprinkled throughout. There's some great little moments in there, especially the punch towards Brad um, that Brad Pitt receives. I'm not going to tell you where it is. You're going to just it's going to happen, and you're going to laugh because it just <laughs> just comes out of nowhere, and it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, check it out if you haven't checked out Burn Off the Reading. It is a Enjoyable film. Um, what was I going to talk about next? Uh, well, that's that's pretty much it for the movies I wanted to chat about this week. Um, and I do recommend 
pretty much all of them. There was not a bad one. Yeah, no, Band-Aid, Don't Feel at Home. Yep, recommend those two. Yep, funny story. Yep, I recommend pretty much all those. Now, this is something that I did. I don't know why. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet or seen it yet, but I recently watched the infamous interview with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and David Letterman during his time of um, the I'm Still Here phase. And that film, that interview was just golden. I don't know, like, just just golden. It was awesome. Joaquin Phoenix is a genius. Hats off to him and Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck didn't actually know that he was going on to that interview, doing that. And apparently he was very angry at him <laughs> afterwards. If you watch the post-interview with uh, Joaquin and uh, David Letterman, Casey Affleck was very was like furious with him after after he did the uh, that interview in um, I think it was 2009 was it 2009 2010 I don't, I don't want to look it up yeah oh fuck it I'll look it up the internet's been nice to me today so I'll look it up I can quickly look it up I literally just looked up Joaquin Phoenix interview David Letterman when <laughs> I think it was, it was February 2010 okay around there February 2010 and then he made the apology on to David live on the show in September 2010 when he was actually promoting I'm Still Here uh, because in, I think in February he was promoting Two Lovers with um um Gwyneth Paltrow and Vanessa somebody, what's her name? A lot of typing here tonight. Two lovers there. Vanessa, Sh Vanessa Shaw, that's it. I was thinking of that one, but no, yeah, Vanessa Shaw. And uh, he was promoting that, and he was just acting really weird, giving him a lot of like one word, one word answers to everything. And um, Letterman was taking these fucking brilliant shots at him, and it was just like a great, <laughs> such a great interview to watch. If you haven't watched it, haven't checked it out, uh, the notorious interview. Just look up on YouTube, Joaquin Phoenix and David Letterman interview 2010, and or I'm still here interview. Or well, you would probably type in two lovers interview, wouldn't you? Because it's about two lovers. But just type in anyway. Just fucking type in. All you need to type in is Joaquin Phoenix, David Letterman interview. That's it. And the first one you'll get is the one that he's like, um, is in his I'm still here phase. And I still haven't checked out that movie yet. I'm going to check it out because after watching that interview and being like informed by someone that exists, I couldn't believe it. And now I'm going to actually check it out and watch it. Now I'm actually gonna, yeah, I'm actually gonna fucking um, give it a watch, and I might, I might talk about it next week. Who knows? Um, but it's apparently it's just insane. It's one of his best performances of his career. He has a new movie coming out as well that everyone thinks it's linked to it. Um, I think it's called um, uh, Why Do You? I think it's like something like uh, You Were Never Really Here. That's right. Um, it's <laughs> people were thinking it's like a um, kind of like a coincidence that those titles are named like that. So it's like I'm still here, then you were never really here, and it's no, it's a completely different thing. 
um, different director, Joaquin Phoenix, like, he, he, he has the, he has, like, a beard and everything, but he's more of, like, a buff kind of dude, more than a Drago, overweight Drago, um, that he played as himself in I'm Still Here, and, um, if you do check that film out, like, check it out and let me know about it, um, because, yeah, I want to, I want to hear everyone's thoughts about it, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to watch it, um, I'm going to watch it soon. And uh, I'll see what I'll see what I think about it, dude. Why don't we talk about the films that are coming out for the rest of the year that I really want to check out? Because I can't wait for these films to I can't wait for these films to hit cinemas. And I really want to check them out. Um, so let's just go through them as well. Let's just, just use the last twenty minutes to go through these and. Um, I should have made a list, but let's just do improv. Let's just fucking do improv. So, Mother, Aronofsky's new film, Mother. I really want to check that out. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Definitely want to check that out. Battle of the Sexes, yes. Uh, Stronger, yes. Woodshock is a film I really want to check out. It looks really... Um, Different and of course it's pr it's it's produced by A24. I'm pretty sure it's produced by A24. Um, yeah, I really want to look check this. I've been seeing images all over Instagram of, of Woodshock, so now I'm I'm, in, I'm really interested to check it out. What are they doing? They're doing. Oh, they did Good Time too. No fucking no shit. They did Good Time. I've got to check out that movie too, Good Time. It comes out in September, I think. Uh, well, it's September now, but it comes out very, very soon here in um, Sydney. I really want to check that out. Good Time. Uh, apparently, it's Robert Pattinson's best performance of his career, so I'm very excited for that. Um, so yeah, Woodshock, I want to check out. Florida Project, I want to check out. Killing of a Sacred Deer, I want to check out. Disaster Riders, ah, oh, fucking hell yeah, I want to check that out. That looks hilarious as fuck. A24 is on a fucking roll. I will say that right now. They are on a fucking roll, and any film they put out, I will fucking watch, because they just are on a, they just put, just, they just, they choose the best movies to distribute, like, it's just fucking great. Holy shit. Like, the Ghost Story, I loved it. It Comes at Night, loved it. Free Fire, loved it. Fuck. Legend. Is Legend the Tom Hardy one? Oh, that's not... <laughs> no, because Legend came out in 2017. No, no, no. Well, Moonlight is another film that I fucking loved. Swiss Army Man, yes. The Lobster, yes. Green Room, yes. God, these guys are on a fucking roll. They're on a roll. Task, yeah, life after me. Yeah, they've been on a roll for a very long time as well. Ever since 2013, when they came around, I've liked every single, f like, not not every single one, but a lot of their films I've done, like, um, Spectacular. Now I'm a fan of Enemy, yes. Under the Skin, yes. Lock, yes. Uh, life of the Beth, I enjoyed as well. Jeff Bainer's film of Aubrey Plaza. Um,. And then in 2015, uh, Ex Machina, yes, while we're young, m didn't mind that as well. Uh, Slow West was cool. Uh, End of the Tour was interesting. 
Dark Places was, was cool. Uh, room, yes, of course. Yes, Room. That's what got uh, Brie Larson her Oscar, so no shit. Um, the Witch was, yeah, I like The Witch. Uh, Krisha, directed by, and it's the same dude that did um, It Comes at Night. That was the first one we did. Green Room is one of my favourite films in last year. Lobster's one of my favourite films in last year. Swiss Army Man, yes. Uh, Morris from America, yes. American Honey, yes. Moonlight, yes. They're just, they're on a roll. They're on a roll. A24, I don't know what you're doing, but you're choosing, like, all these fucking great movies. And, um, just, holy shit. <laughs> and then next year, next year we have How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Sydney Hall. Um, they've definitely got more. Like, they have... Lady Bird just is playing at Telluride at the moment, so they've got Lady Bird. Disaster Artist is probably playing at t- going to play at TIFF, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and The Killing of Sacred Deer was played at Cannes this year. And I want to check that out, and that's that's Yorgos... Um, Yorgos's new one, who did... Um, back in The Lobster. And uh, Dogtooth. So I, wanna, I really want to... Um, I really want to look at that. Interested in that? Apparently, it's fucking insane. It's apparently it's more insane than the lobster. And I was like, how can you get more weird than the lobster? And apparently, it happens. So I want to do that. So I was I was gonna look at their films. What what I'll do is I'll 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 have it like a more organized list that what I really want to see, and I'll rattle them off next podcast. I'll rattle them off next podcast. I promise. I'll rattle them off next podcast. Uh, because we're rounding about the fifty minute mark, and I I don't have time to go through all the fucking all the uh, films that are coming out what from here on out till 2018 and yeah because there's plenty um, but there's been like there's been some great films this year I might do next week I might do if I don't watch much next week I might do my favourites of the year so far and the ones I'm looking forward to for the rest of the year I might just do that I might that that's um, you know that, that's better than um, not having a plan at all eh I might just, yeah. What have we got? I've, I've got like a list of what I've got so far. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I might do that. Next podcast is going to be the films that I've enjoyed this year so far, some of my favourites, and the ones that I'm looking forward to for the rest of the year. So I look forward to that one next time, next week. Um, but of course, before then, there'll be a halfer on Tuesday. Um, and so to finish off this podcast, I want to talk about, again, I want to talk about my project. So we're um, currently in... I started doing a t- uh, more of a tightly written draft of Beautiful Game um, last night. I did more research on it. Um, I had to do more pre-production research on it um, this afternoon. And um, filming of The Fun Police begins next... No, not next week. The week after. Um, September 18th. And... Um, yeah, it, it's it's... I want to start getting really um, getting digging into the beautiful game now because um, we've got to start location scouting, which I haven't even um, done yet because my DP has been working a music video and wanted her to um, kind of come out of that music video and give us some time. And um, so next week I might actually start getting um, sending some stuff, getting some shit organised, and um, get a location done. And the casting ad might be thrown up in the next couple of weeks as well. Because um, it's not too far away. I shoot on the 2nd of November and the 3rd of November. So, um, not too far away. And I want some time to have these 
have some auditions and then cast some people that I really think have good chemistry and then really work on that chemistry as well because who knows I worked on the people that were on Longland uh, my actors that I had on Longland had worked together before and so they had good back and forth um, and, uh, that's, what, that's what you want especially for a couple that has to be believable in a film because I've seen plenty of movies that you just yeah the first thing you notice is there's no chemistry between them. There's no, there's, you can't really, like, they don't love each other. What's going on there? They're not, they're not falling in love. I don't buy that for a second. And, um, apparently one of those, one of the examples this year was, um, I haven't, again, I haven't seen it, but this is what I've heard from people. Uh, Valerian, apparently, was the, um, Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne had pretty bad chemistry and you could, couldn't really just you couldn't really root for them as a couple because they just weren't didn't mesh well on screen together. So I that, I, I don't know if that was Luc Besson's fault. I don't know. Or um, the casting casting manager because the director should be on the casting, shouldn't they? We were told the directors are in the casting. I'm not too sure what goes on in the Hollywood um, thing. I'm pretty sure the director does go in there, but. Um, yeah, I'm not too... I'm also not sure. I'll just say that. So yeah, I want to cast some people that will really work together. And I've got some rehearsals planned that will test them. And um, I'm not going to like make them do anything I don't want to do. Because that's just insane. Uh, but I've got some... I've got some... Yeah, that, that'll test them. And um, make them stronger. I hope to anyway. Like you can only hope. You can't just say like, you can't just say, oh, these this these exercises are designed, are fucking designed, to get you two to be just fucking lovers, and you'll be fucking in no time. At this stage, you can only have the highest of hopes that um, these two people are going to work together well, and you're going to get some great chemistry on screen and some great audience reaction to them. Um. Yeah, that's that's all I really need to say, don't I? About um. About everything. Um. Yeah, it's coming out. I shoot in November. It'll come out pretty soon. Uh, we're looking to put Longland into another festival as well. Um, I've got my DP. Um, he's um. He was stuck in a really awkward situation. Uh, well, I can't really say awkward, but he was. It was. It was a very um, personal situation that he was stuck in, and he'd had. To, he's finally out of there. Um, he's finally gone away from that, and he's back um, with me. And we're going to uh, grade Longland even more, edit it even more, make it more sharp, tweak the tweak the sound and everything, get that ready and um, have that ready for this festival and we're trying to get it into the uh, school screening of our school at the end of the year as well um, but we'll be going up against like uh, some other films from out here that I really fucking enjoyed as well so um, you don't know you don't, you don't want to say like oh I wish my film because like I want to see their films as well but the big screen as well because um, some of them anyway were just um, fantastic and great feats of like technical filmmaking um, even at a, at, a, at a low budget a lot of it was achieved and like, I was very happy with what I saw 
um, and pray out of this evil. Um, I sound like I'm, I'm not I'm not their dad, but you know what I mean. I was I was yeah, I was happy for them. So we're trying to get that into that that uh, we're trying to get that ready for that screening, and we're trying to get it ready for a I think it was. Uh, what, what was it sent me? It was like a West Side thing, West Side Festival in Sydney. I don't know. One of those ones. So I'm trying to get Long Lane ready for that, and um, get that in there, and see what we can do there. And hopefully, I can have a finished product then and send it to my actors because they're um, messaging me and saying, "Where's the bloody film?" And I was like, "Oh, it's coming." And uh, so hopefully, finally, they'll get the finished product and what they, you know, really wanted to see from the beginning. And I'm um, happy to do that. And um, when I graduate, it'll be up on my YouTube channel, so, or or at least on my Vimeo. I'm hoping to get a Vimeo up and running as well, to be up on there because that's where everybody puts their films. I won't, I'll probably wrap my Vimeo, not YouTube, but probably up on my uh, Vimeo. I got a job first because I, I heard you got to like pay for that. Because I got so I got to get a, <laughs> get a job first. Isn't that what happens on this podcast? It, it always fucking revolves around to my to getting a job, doesn't it? It always revolves around to getting a job. I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I do it. It's like I manipulate the fucking the sound waves or something. I, I, I don't know. Jesus Christ! It's getting it's getting it's getting late, guys. It's getting late, and I'm losing like my just sense of everything. I should get a fucking. Just gonna know. She get like a soft drink or something with me. I'm just drinking water. Um, to keep. Or oh, get a coffee. Oh fuck yeah! I'll get a coffee. I'll make a coffee. Because again, I've got to do more stuff after this as well, for the film, more paperwork, and um, I've got a twenty first next week that I'm attending, so I'm getting some stuff ready for that. Uh, two twenty first actually, and uh, so getting stuff ready for that. I'm gonna get. I don't know how I'm going to get fucking drinks there because I've got two, three bills to pay. And, um, I don't know, maybe one drink and that's it. One drink, Kyle. I never thought I'd say those words before. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be it for the, uh, podcast this week. Um, if you want to, you can go on Facebook and like my personal page, Kyle Cruz, on there. Not my, no, sorry, not my personal one, my, uh, uh, business page, I guess. Um, Kyle Cruz, do not friend me, my personal, because I don't really go on there that often, and I just don't really, I post a few things, but like, it's normally my, um, my public page, no, that's it, my public page that I post everything on, especially, I post all the podcast links, I post information about my projects, and everything I'm doing, and you'll just hear everything through there. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Kai Adrian Cruz. Uh, link will be in the description of the uh, this podcast, and um, you can also uh, check out some of the things I've done on Letterboxd lately because I got ba- I just got back into Letterboxd, and it's really fun. So I made a David Fincher list, and I made a Nicholas Winding Refn list, and you can check those lists out. And um, I'll be yeah, I'll be, I'll be really getting involved in the Letterboxd. Um, I reckon. Because it's, it's good fun. And some, it's a good community on there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, and, and everyone... and ev- ev- uh, The messages... <coughs> Stutter much, bitch. Fuck. Uh, the message I received for everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's, um, 
even at this fucking shitty quality with this you can hear and he was a person was mentioned to me like they uh they mentioned like the squelch and everything like they can hear like that like what happens throughout this um for getting through that wow thank you so much that means a lot and um hopefully soon we'll get a better setup I'm hoping to get two mics in so I can ha start having like guests on and talking things because I know one person that messaged me and they said they want to have like they want to come on. I was like, well, as soon as I get two mics, we'll be ready to go. Um, who knows? He wants to do like a horror episode, so that'd be interesting. Talk about horror movies because I don't really fucking watch horror movies. I don't really go near them that much, <laughs> but um, that would be inter interesting. So uh, yeah, again, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, you motherfuckers, and I'll speak to you on Tuesday.